Hi, grown-ups. We are incredibly grateful that our show is one of your family's podcast picks. In order to continue to make the type of content you'd like to hear, we've created a short survey for our listeners, and we'd love if you could take a few minutes to complete it. To fill it out, just go to realm.fm front slash kids. That's R-E-A-L-M dot F-M slash kids. As a thank you, each participant will be entered to win a prize pack from one of the shows, including a prize pack from Go Kid Go. Thank you. Can't get enough of Rebel Girls? Well, luckily, the Rebel Girls app is now completely free. That's right. You can listen to the entire library of goodnight stories for Rebel Girls ad-free. Plus, check out the app's cool features like activities, trivia, custom playlists, and more. All parent-trusted and kids-safe. Find out more at rebelgirls.com slash audio and download the Rebel Girls app today. Thanks for listening. Hello again, Story Club members. I'm Ivy, your ghostly host with the most, and keeper of the strangest, spookiest tales on Earth. Today is another Ivy's chilling tale. This scaly yarn, Story Club members, might make you stay away from apple orchards where strange things may lurk. It's one I call Big Trouble with Little Dragon. The village of Zavandia lay in ruins. Oily smoke belched up to the blue, cloudless sky from half-burned huts made from straw and mud. Villagers, the few who had survived the attack, tore off their tunics and tried desperately to douse the flames. Others heaved heavy buckets from a nearby stream up to the devastated hamlet, threw their watery payload on the flames, and retreated to reload their pails. It was Grumbler that did this, one angry villager said. That dragon has devastated enough towns. Someone should journey up to the top of Mount Crampet where he lives, cried another desperate villager, and slay the beast where he sleeps. Let's rally the troops and head up there, said the angry villager. If any dragons come between us and that mountain, they will meet the same fate as Grumbler. For the first time since the dragon's attack, all the villagers felt hope and cheered. One and a half miles down the road from the village, Owen Gray saw the smoke. In his 12 years, he knew that when he saw a great deal of smoke, it meant that Grumbler or some other dragon had attacked the village. The oily smoke in the sky told the story. He was picking apples in his grandfather's orchard. The small orchard took up about seven acres. Small, but it was how he and his grandfather made their living. They sold cherries in the summer and apples in the autumn to nearby villages. Now, it looked like there would be one less village to sell their fruits to this year. It was at the irrigation pond when Owen saw it. A small dragon that looked no bigger than a pony. Most dragons, at least in adulthood, were about three times the size of a full hay cart. The small monster waded across the shallow water toward the orchard. Its neck knifed through the murky water like a broken tree branch. Owen dropped his apple bucket and hid behind the skinny apple tree, which wasn't much taller or wider than he was. He watched the leathery-skinned animal sniff the apples in a nearby tree with its long, funnel snout. Then, the deep mouth opened and displayed rows and rows of yellow, dull teeth. The young dragon chomped down one apple, then two, in quick, hungry succession. Thunk! Before Owen realized what he was doing, he had already thrown the apple that was in his hand. 
it hit the juvenile dragon square in its yellow eye. The pony-sized dragon shrank back in surprise. The boy hid behind the tree again and waited. He hoped that the beast would go away. Perhaps the dragon would think that this was a haunted apple orchard and the trees didn't want the beast to eat their ghostly fruit. After about five minutes, Owen looked carefully back to where the dragon was. The young dragon was gone. <sighs> Owen sighed in relief. It had worked. He had repelled a dragon with one simple apple. But he didn't. The dragon lumbered up beside him. Owen could feel his hot breath warm the hair on the back of his neck. The boy was paralyzed with fear. He had upset the dragon, and now it was going to eat him like an apple. Please don't eat me, horrible beast, Owen pleaded. I I'm only a boy, and with not much meat on my bones at that. Owen saw the dragon open his cavernous mouth again. He could now see the jagged mountain peaks of teeth. The boy closed his eyes and waited for the end. But the dragon's foot-long forked tongue unrolled out of its mouth and licked the boy's face. Owen giggled and opened his eyes. The tongue had felt rough against his face, like the tongue of a cat, but much grittier. The dragon licked him again. Owen dried the dragon's saliva from his face with the sleeve of his tunic. Okay, beast, enough already, Owen said. You're not the fearsome fire breather that everyone fears. You're no more harmful than a puppy. The dragon reached out his long, skinny neck, and with his lips, snatched an apple from Owen's pail. And then another, and then another. The boy stroked the dragon's scaly skin, which felt smooth like leather, but as firm as steel. You'd better stay off the roads and keep clear of the villages, my new friend, Owen said. The villagers will want to skin your hide for sure if they see you. Then Owen had an idea. Maybe you should stay here, hide out in the orchard and live. There's plenty of food and water for one small dragon. As I have no friends, I could surely use one. The juvenile dragon seemed to purr like a cat from Owen's gentle petting. Owen! A voice shouted. Get away from that thing! His grandfather, Gordon Gray, stood there brandishing a club. The remains of his silver hair seemed to stand on fearful end. Move away, Owen, so I can get a clear shot at its foul head. Owen jumped, putting himself between the dragon and his club-wielding grandfather. No, this is not a bad dragon. It is a good one. Are you mad? There is no such thing as a good dragon, boy. Now stand aside. No, grandfather, he is gentle and kind. Gentle? Kind? A dragon killed both of your parents. How can you say such nonsense? My parents were killed by bandits while on the road, grandfather. You're embellishing the truth again. Owen saw a group of villagers, about a dozen or so, walking up the road. They all brandished rakes, shovels, or other farming tools. One had an old, rusty sword. Grandfather, quick, Owen said. We must hide him. I will do no such thing, the grandfather said. They want revenge for their village. Let them kill this dragon and be done with it. Owen coaxed the young dragon back to the pond with a handful of apples. The dragon climbed into the murky water. You must hide, my friend, Owen said to the puzzled dragon. These people will kill you if they find you. Hide, hide. Somehow, the dragon understood. Perhaps it read the fear on the boy's face. Perhaps it heard the desperation in his tiny voice. But the dragon submerged under the brown water, sticking out only his flared nostrils for air. Owen joined his grandfather. On your way to kill a dragon? Gordon asked the villagers as they passed on the road. 
I, one responded. See any? As a matter of fact, the grandfather said, I have. Grandfather, no, Owen whispered. Please, he's my friend. Where is this beast? The villager asked. He'll be a victorious prelude before our killing of Grumbler. The other villagers shouted and raised their weapons in the air. The only good dragon is a dead dragon. He's right over there. Gordon began to point. Then he saw his grandson's face. Tears spilled down Owen's cheeks. He'd only seen the boy cry once before, and that was at the loss of his parents three years ago. Here. Gordon pointed not to the irrigation pond, but to his head. In here, I see dragons all the time, in my nightmares. Fearful, fearful creatures. Ugh, come on, the disappointed villager said. This old man's crazy and a waste of our time. The motley crew disappeared down the road. When it was safe, Owen retrieved the dragon from its watery hiding place. Can't we keep him, please? Owen asked. We can't, his grandfather said. He's eating all of our apples. I've seen him down 37 of them myself. At this rate, we won't have enough to sell at the harvest festival. If we let him go, he's likely to run across the paths of those kinds of men, Owen said. That's the chance he'll have to take. Just tell him to head southeast. Dragons are less feared there. I doubt he knows north from south or any other direction, Owen said. Let me take him, grandfather. Let me take him to the southeast. And lose you like I did my son and daughter-in-law? Not a chance. I'm old enough, grandfather. You're a boy. I can do it. I won't be gone from one, maybe two moon cycles at the most. Gordon finally granted his grandson his wish. Owen and his dragon were off. They traveled by night and slept hidden far off the road by day to avoid other travelers. In time, they reached the southeast where the young dragon could be free from persecution by angry mobs. And fueling them along their way were pouches, many pouches ballooning with apples. The pouches hung from the dragon in all directions, 370 apples in all, enough for 10 days. After that ran out, they had to pillage for food on their own. But until then, they had enough. They had their 37 apples a day. Aw, that was a sweet story. I was cozying up with my Chihuahua Renfield and Toy Poodle Spike for that one. They're my favorite little dragons. <laughs> Did you know that there are a whole bunch of Go Kid Go shows? Of course, there's the R.L. Stein Story Club and you're a member. There's also Bobby Wonder, who's trying to protect Pflugerville from Mighty Mila, and Lucy Wow over in the Big Red Barn inventing all sorts of cool stuff with her mechanical pygmy goat, Kapow. Just search for Bobby Wonder, Lucy Wow, or R.L. Stein Story Club wherever you get your podcasts, and you'll find your way. Come back tomorrow for another episode, because every Story Club member needs a little scare every day. Ivy out! Go kid, go! Do you like to laugh? Ah, who am I kidding? Who doesn't like to laugh? So, okay, if you love to laugh, you'll love Don't Break the Rules. It's a hilarious comedy improv podcast where the voice actors make up their lines on the spot and try to be the only actor who doesn't break the rules. 
these talented actors are great at coming up with silly scenes and stories when they follow the rules for the episode. And it gets even sillier when they accidentally break the rules. The stories are guided by suggestions from kids like you, and the episodes feature laughs, burps, and the occasional unicorn. So if you'd like to giggle and play along, be sure to listen to Don't Break the Rules wherever you listen to podcasts.